This is Heart of a Lion, the official podcast of UNA Athletics. Suzuki crosses the timeline with two half-court heave on the way. She hit it. Gains the trigger. Bounces left to the 15 outside to the 10. Cuts up to the 5 for the pylon. Dives. Touchdown, North Alabama. Parker triggers his second rushing score of the ball game. Susie, his shot fake, drives in. Runner on the way. Trickles in. Counted in one for Will Susie. Drive towards center. This ball's way out of here. Two-run home run, Georgia land. Thanks, everybody, for coming out. we got a lot of coaches we're going to hear from. We'll start with Missy Tiber, talk some women's basketball. They're coming off of a road split over the weekend. They had a nice rally to beat Kennesaw State. Always good when you pick up some road wins. Currently ranked sixth in the nation, knocking down 9.5 threes per game. Some individual stats. Skylar Gill continues to lead the A-Suns. She ranks sixth nationally in block shots. Jade Moore's eighth nationally in three-pointers made per game. This week we head to Conway. That winter weather out that way delayed the game by a day, so we'll head out tomorrow now, play Friday afternoon at 3 p.m. I just heard Coach Tiber saying the two teams will race back Mm -hmm. to Florence. They'll play inside of CBNS Bank Arena on Sunday at 2 p.m., so a chance to catch the Lions on Saturday. Coach, we enter this weekend in a five-way tie for eighth place. The league's been super competitive. We're at the halfway point. And then you look at the competition that we've played. You, you've played all three of the top three teams five times. The seven of the next nine teams that you've played are all a couple games up above us. We've played the, the hard part of the schedule so far. And how big is this stretch coming up now? Yeah, it's uh, the good thing for us is looking forward is a lot of the teams that are tied with us or even a little bit above us, they still have all the teams up above. <laughs> we've got that in our rearview mirror right now. And unfortunately for us, um, it was a battle for those six losses. Uh, we're a couple possessions game uh, under two minutes to go. And, um, you know, I, I think sometimes our youthfulness rears its head and we weren't over to, able to overcome those. But the good thing is, is we go to UCA um, on Friday now, and then we turn around and we have a three-game home stretch. And I really th- think we can gain some momentum. That, that game at Kennesaw was huge for us. We exerted a lot of energy. I would have been very proud of us if we could have turned around Saturday and been able to bottle up the same thing, but we just couldn't. Um, you could physically tell by looking at us that we had used all of our legs on Thursday night. And and then also with the youthful team, sometimes that, that one-day turnaround in preparation is just not enough, and it wasn't enough for us on Saturday. Uh, halfway point, nine games remain. What has stood out about this team? I know you've mentioned the youthfulness, but you've had players like Sky Gill, Jade Moore, the veterans, Hina Suzuki. What has stood out through the first nine games to you? Well, we've said all along uh, we knew how young we were, and I think it's it's shown even more as the season has gone on, and not necessarily about who we are, but, but when you look at the other teams. Uh, and most nights out, um, like Jacksonville State the other day, they start three or four grad grad players, you know, and, and then you're matching them up against your 18 and 19-year-olds, and some of these ladies are 24 years old. So that's been a big difference. But if you look at our team, I said if our – our returnees, who are mostly sophomores and a couple of juniors, if they can just continue to mature and continue to buy in and do what's necessary and allow some of these new kids that we have to learn the system and, and to get better and give them time to get better, well, guess what? Now we've got some of those kids that are getting better now. So I think that's helping us. And I think if we can continue in that route, we can trend in a positive direction uh, to finish this season out. People like Sarah Walgamuth and uh, Rayma Pegues are, are, are playing pretty well right now. 
I wanted to talk about Rayma Piggy's career high, 18 points against Kennesaw State. They call her Goggle Girl. She grew up playing soccer as a young child, and she got glasses, and her mom made her wear goggles, the, you know, the, the glasses you see her out on the floor. And to help her get comfortable with those and not feel embarrassed about wearing that, she wanted to name her a superhero name, so they started calling her Goggle Girl. And the name has stuck up to this point. But how big was she the other night against Kennesaw State? I mean, she was huge, you know. Lots of people are probably looking like, why didn't Coach Tiber play this girl more? <laughs> you know, but it's a process, and especially as a freshman, is to, to learn to play on the defensive end. We've always known she could do some things offensively, but it's been a maturation process to get her there. And then she goes out in her first career start and scores 18 points and gets six boards and, you know, did a lot of things exceptionally well. And, and I told her, I, I told her about three days before I started her, uh, that we were going to show her grace and give her some time to mature into this position. That it, it wasn't going to be a game that I started her and the first couple minutes into the game and she didn't play well, I was going to pull her or, or pull her start the next game or whatever. I'm going to give you some time. Uh, her energy is good in practice every day and you can see she's very passionate about playing and I'm just really proud of her growth. She's very strong. She's kind of a bulldozer inside, likes to be around the basket and she hasn't shot the three well, but she can shoot it really well in practice. It'll click in the games. It almost feels like uh, from Goggle Girl to imitate Tittle, Alyssa Clutter, you throw out Sarah Walgamuth. She's had, I think, 16 assists the last two games or something like that. It feels like all the freshmen, all the newcomers are having their big moments. They are, and I'm super proud of Sarah. You know, uh, Rayma played exceptionally well, but if Sarah does not come in and give us that minutes at Kennesaw and provide that energy that she did, uh, we don't win that game. I mean, if you guys watched, I mean, she was just it, – it was remarkable, the energy that she provided – uh, she just played with that same heart and passion that that Ivy Wallen played with for played like for us at the point guard position, and um, I'll never forget that that drive she had that reversal on the baseline to 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 give us the lead was just huge. But if she can can continue to to progress the way she is and and to know that she has two more years at that spot for us, I'm just really proud of how hard she plays, and it's it's starting to be contagious for our team. Double dose against Central Arkansas on the road Friday. Quick turnaround. Sunday, it's the reunion game, Alumni Day. A lot of former players, I think they're going to play a game on Saturday amongst themselves, then come back on Sunday where they'll be recognized. What can you tell us about the reunion on Sunday? Yeah, um, they will. They're playing a, an alumni game around 2, 2.30 on Saturday. So if anyone's around, you can peek in on that. That'll be on the Flowers Hall, uh, CBNS Arena uh, court. And then uh, – on Sunday, uh, we'll have a little social, a little lunch and forum pregame, and then a little ceremony recognizing everybody at halftime. Uh, you know, so it, it's it's great. We haven't been able to do this since pre-COVID. We had a really nice reunion then, and I think we have a about 40 signed up or 40 plus now and that's just their uh, returning alumni not including their families I think we'll be probably near 85 90 people in attendance and there's always people that show up that aren't registered so really excited to welcome back home before we let you go give us a scouting report on central Arkansas um athletic uh, not very big rebound the ball exceptionally well especially on the offensive of the court end of the court they don't shoot the ball well so they're trained to do that they just shoot it and go get it and uh Everything that they kind of are, we are not. Like, we shoot the three really well. Um, you know, we get up and down the court. We can pressure the ball. They like shooting in the mid-range, rebounding. So, kind of differences. And then uh, we could literally carpool together coming back here and play them again on, on, uh, on Sunday. The positive is instead of getting back at 2, 3 a.m. on Friday morning, we'll get back at 9, 10 p.m. that night. Yeah, so, not, a little bit of good out yeah, of it. Yeah, not too bad. All right, yep. Coach, thank you. Good luck this weekend. Thank you, Ben.
Let's talk some tennis next. We'll bring up Itar and Olaya to talk some men's and women's tennis. We'll bring both of you up at the same time to talk. Olaya Garrado-Rivas, the director of tennis, Itar Repetora's men's tennis coach. The men lost to New Orleans 7-0 before rebounding to beat Nichols. The women lost to Ole Miss, and then they bounced back uh, with a win against Nichols as well. And for both of them, it was their first career wins at the University of North Alabama, so give them a big round of applause for the big accolades. And Eli, let's start with you. You've had a first win before as a head coach, but how did the first win at UNA feel? It felt great. Um, probably as a head coach is the win I had to fight the most for, just because where we were. And it was really intense, and it was, you know, like you have to have a first win in order to have a winning season. So it feels good to have it quite early on in the season because we can keep building from there. And I tour for you, your career's been leading to this moment. I mean, how did it feel for you to not just get your first win at UNA, but your first career win? Um, well, it felt great. Um, we've been putting out of work, so it's always nice to see that that work pays off. I think Nichols, uh, they're not extremely talented, but they make you earn it. You know, it's not an easy uh, team to play. A uh, couple of we had a couple of difficulties with some calls that they made, and it got there was just one referee. And, uh, it got windy, it got at some moment I thought the match was uh, maybe going to go the other way, but um, we managed to win as a team, they cheer for each other, the, the women's team were cheering for us when we were playing, so it was, we, we won it together, so that's what made it special, I think. And it had to be a little more special considering they knocked you out of the conference tournament at your last school, right? Yeah, exactly. That was <laughs> a little bit of revenge as yeah. well. Yeah, that was big. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the women just a little bit. Three matches in, who's, who's been playing well? So I think um, I think the one I can talk more, more, more highly of is Cal, uh, Cal Goin. Not just because, well, she's the team captain, she's been a great leader, but she's playing good and I think she's gaining confidence and... You know, she dislocated her ankle like the second week of school in September. And so this weekend, when we play all Miss, she wasn't able to finish her match because we clinched. So that means that if you get to four, all the matches stop. So she wasn't able to finish because of that. But then this, uh, this weekend, she played a total of two three-set matches and uh, two double sets. So a total of like eight sets, which is a lot. And in her last set against Nichols, she was as fresh as the beginning of like the first doubles match against UNO. And I think that has to do with how work she, like how hard she works and how she prepares herself to be in a successful position. I also, Val, our freshman, did pretty good. She clinched both doubles and singles actually against Nichols. And as a freshman, to be in that situation can be tough. Um, I think she's pretty chill, like personality-wise, which might help you sometimes as a tennis player because, like, you don't really know what's going on, and that's good sometimes <laughs> when you know, because in tennis you are just there on your own, so that helps. So I think those two, um, and I think Martina actually has been. She's really emotional, and in the fall she was up and down, up and down. And I know it's only been three or four weeks of school, but she's been able to maintain her emotion and her you know everything up so you know hopefully we can maintain doesn't have to be that high just like you know towards the up of the board but like we cannot let it drop and i told on the men's side who's kind of stood out playing strong early on 
I think that the lucky definitely is a freshman. He's playing number two. Um, he won in three sets the other day. If you see him around campus, you would never think that he's a great tennis player because he's this size. But he has a lot of heart, competes, loves uh, UNA, loves uh, the team, and, and loves college tennis. And you can see uh, he gets super loud. And he uh, he's probably he's a freshman, but in a, in a way, he's becoming a leader already. Um, then Chris, he's in his second year. He struggled a little bit at some moment last year, uh, losing uh, a lot of matches. And mentally, he was not in a good place, but he's making big progress in that. And that's an area that usually is difficult to improve, but he's, uh, he played very good the last match. Uh, he lost 7-6 on the first, super long first set. It was over an hour. And then he went to the bathroom, he came back, and he was ready to fight again. And he won it on on three sets, and he clinched for us, so he was the one that, that won. And then I have another freshman, he's playing six. Um, his name is Federico, he's from Italy. Uh, and he, ha he had uh, his first win, so um, he's doing pretty good. And then Carlos, uh, had he's playing one. He hasn't. He didn't win over the weekend, but he played two tough matches. He played pretty high level, but when you play at one, everybody plays pretty good as well. So, uh, yeah, he's he's also doing a good job for the team. Let's talk about what's coming up next. The women are at Sanford on Sunday. The next Wednesday, first home match of the year, uh, 2 p.m. against UAB. How excited are you guys to open up at home? I'm super excited, but then I check the weather and it's supposed to rain on, oh, on no. Wednesday. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm that excited anymore. Uh, <laughs> but hopefully we can play. And if you guys, since next Wednesday, we're not meeting here. If you guys feel like stopping by the tennis course and watching some tennis, um, we'll be there at 2 p.m. Um, it's really exciting because the UAB coach, he, he's also like, we have like a TCU connection. So it's like also fun to play against like a fellow Horn Frog, hopefully beat him. But they are a good team. Um, but now we'll focus on Sanford on Sunday. They are also good. They are also scrappy. Um, and, you know, it might get a bit cold, which I think it helps us more because they have indoors. And they probably, when it gets a bit colder, they go indoors. But we always practice outside, like days like today. So hopefully that helps us and that gives us a bit of advantage. And the men, a two-match stretch in Birmingham. Sanford on Sunday, UAB on Friday. What's the outlook for the men? Sanford, I think they, they are a bit better than Nichols and they are a bit worse than... Um, UNO, so we lost to UNO, we beat Nichols, so I expect a tough match. Uh, definitely a match that we can win, but we need to go there and, and play our best uh, to to win. And then UAB, I think they are a bit better, probably similar level than UNO. Um, they, are, they have three strong guys on the top. Um, I think it's a match that if we get some momentum in Sanford, we, we can be in a position to win. But definitely what I'm thinking, I'm not even thinking about UAB uh, for now, is we're focusing on how we can beat Sanford, and, and that's what we're looking for. Well, guys, thanks for joining us. Best of luck, and congratulations on the first wins. Thank, Thank you. you. Let's talk some UNA baseball next. Bring up Jad Prakniak, his first season. It opens up February 17th. UNA hosting at Milwaukee. 15 lettermen return, five starters back from last year. And, Coach, you guys – just turn that knob too far. I'm sorry. Uh, you guys reported back after Christmas, went right into some individual work. 
then uh, over the weekend, I'll get you situated there. Over the weekend, had, had your first team practices, had a big scrimmage, inter-squad scrimmage. Uh, what were your takeaways? Uh, I thought it was a good start. And um, obviously, guys coming back with the start of the season, the energy is usually high. Guys are excited to be back. Um, the weather's been a little up and down, but over the weekend, we got some good days. And um, the things with inter-squads, are just talking about at the table, you want that happy balance. Basically, if somebody does really well in an inter-squad, another area struggles. So if the pitchers throw well, which was our first day, the hitters struggled a little bit. And then the next day, the hitters had better swings and the pitchers struggled a little bit. So I guess if we averaged those things out, it was a pretty good weekend overall. Now, you got two members of your staff here. Introduce us to them. We do. So uh, David Mervis um, is our pitching coach, and then Nick Patton is our hitting coach. Um, David played for me at Westchester and at Delaware, and I coach with, um, with Nick at Delaware. So over the last few years, got a chance to coach those guys and work side by side with them. And Chris Blakey isn't here, but he's back as Correct. well. He's muddy on the field right now, getting that thing ready. So. Yeah, it's probably tough this time of year with all this weather, but the grass is very green. The grass is definitely green, but it's definitely wet and green. So, <laughs> all right, uh, let's talk about what you've learned about this team since you first got them in the fall. What has stood out? Sure, I think it's a, a hungry group. I think they want to take that next step as a program. So I do think we have some competitive kids that are motivated to take that next step, um, and that part's been fun coming into a situation where. Just like I said, like we're looking to take that step as a program. We don't run from the Division One struggle so far. And, you know, the history here has been a ton of success at the Division Two level. But I think finding that footing at the Division One level, like that's the next challenge as a program. Um, but we're going point blank at it. We're talking about where our shortcomings were. We're attacking those things. Um, but I do think it's a group that, you know, we're really excited for that first one. Six of the first seven at home. Uh, in between there, you're going to Toyota Field to take on Auburn on February 21st. I hope everybody can make plans to go out for that one. Vanderbilt, Mississippi State amongst the non-conference teams. What do you like most about the non-conference slate? Uh, I like some of it. So I, <laughs> I, from an experience standpoint um, and having a chance to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with some of the best teams in the country, those are the things the players will remember, even from a coaching staff standpoint. We get excited for that stuff as well. Um, but obviously, you got to bring you have to bring your version of an A game to beat those teams. So it definitely keeps you sharp on the midweek stuff. Um, but it is those are things we'll recruit to, and I know our guys like they get excited to be in those environments. Um, and I think that Trash Panda game over in in Madison, um, it's technically Auburn's home game, but we got to get some purple out there for that one. Um, but there'll be thousands of fans there on our. It'll be our fourth game of the season. And that'll be a very revealing game for us, too, just seeing how guys perform in that environment. And I noticed no Ole Miss or Alabama on this schedule after we've beaten them the last yeah, couple Yeah, they're running years. from us for sure. So, yeah, there's Definitely. no doubt about it. A-Sun highlights include Florida Gulf Coast at home. We haven't seen FGCU in some time. Lipscomb, EKU, North Florida, Alston P. You, you go every other weekend on the road, then, then at home. But what are your early thoughts on A-Sun play? Uh, it's going to be competitive. Um, I do like the flow that we're there's no extended road trip where we're on the road back-to-back -back weekend, so it's that back and forth. Um, looking at some of the stats of returning performers in the league, like there's some legit players in this league, which I knew coming into this thing. Um, but that Gulf Coast lineup, they have a lot of their offense back, so that'll be a good challenge. That might actually be one of those weekends. I hope the weather is just like this for the Florida guys. Yes. Um, so it's a little tougher to swing on those weekends. Tell us about some of the guys who have stood out so far. Um, I'll start with the captains. So uh, Peyton Thomas, Drew Hudson are, are fifth-year guys, um, and they've been good leaders for us. Um, and they'll be involved in, on the offensive side. Uh, Jacob James, left-handed pitcher, that's doing a good job from a leadership standpoint and also getting back healthy on the mound. Um, and then Levi Jensen, I think one of the staples of our team will be Levi behind the plate. Um, and obviously as a catcher, you're not going to be able to catch all 50-plus games, but he'll be back there as often as, as we can have him. Um, but defensively, he's as talented as any defensive catcher that I've coached. Um, and he has that other the demeanor thing where he kind of carries himself like a football guy. So he has the gear on, but he's a tough kid. He's competitive, um, and it's like the right personality for that position. 
Uh, what can fans expect February 17th against Milwaukee? We've got three things we're looking to do. We're looking to be focused, play hard, and not flinch. Those are the three things we're looking to do. Um, saying those things, I know it resonates if you're a coach. Like, yeah, you want your team to do that stuff. But the next layer is like, let's really be about it. So putting it on a piece of paper or talking about it, but like ups, downs, we're up 10, down 10. Like we want to be focused, we want to play hard. And whatever the circumstances are, we don't want to flinch. Last year we saw a lot of dugout fun shenanigans from your team. No, we really didn't a little bit. Really, God, but yeah. we have seen that carry over into the student section at, at the bank. Has it been fun for you guys yeah, to see your like, guys getting fired up? Yeah, until Quinn Petty gets a technical foul for Tony. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it is. It has been fun in that support. I mean, that environment too. Like what they have going on right now, um, I think is a really good thing for sure. And you can see that they're feeding off it and. Honestly, I feel like that even as a department is like that next steps th thing where the, like you can see that they're building off that energy, they're feeding off of it. Um, and I think the cross sport thing here, if other athletes support each other, it's the same. Like when other sports get cranked up, I think that helps everybody within the department. No, we expect the decks to be rowdy this oh, year. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it can be weather pending. I don't expect the small forward to be out there when it's cold. But. <laughs> well, coach, we appreciate the time. And good luck in a couple weeks. Thank you. We'll wrap it up talking some football with Brent Deerman. Talk about signing day today, the first class of the Brent Deerman era. They had the early signing period. They're still coming in today. About 15 players, I believe, have been faxed in, emailed in. I'm not sure what we're doing these days. You had about 15 mid-year signees. Has today been a bit of a celebration for you guys? It has been a really big day for us. You know, it's, it's kind of the – um, the end all for, for what our coaching staff has done for the two months that, that we've been here. Uh, these guys have, have hit the road hard. Uh, we've, we've, we feel like we found some good players, but uh, I was talking to somebody earlier and said, you really don't know uh, how this class is for about two years. Uh, you know, your transfers, you're, you're expecting them to play early, but the high school kids, you really can evaluate that about two years from now when those guys are starting to see the field a little bit more. Before we d deep dive into it, I know you got a lot of coaches here. Introduce these guys to us. Um, so we met some at the previous ones. So I'll try to skip over those guys. Um, the, in the back back here is the, uh, the state of Alabama legend. Uh, uh, I coached Deshaun Davis his freshman year of, of high school. He goes on as a two-time All-SEC linebacker at Auburn. Uh, we're really excited to have him with us. There's a uh, UNA fan with a tidbit of Auburn in, in her right over here, it looks like. Uh, but Deshaun... Oh, good, oh. good. Uh, Jake Bentley is our quarterback coach. Uh, Jake Bentley will be the first guy I've ever trusted to coach my quarterback, so a um, little pressure on him. Jake was a four-year starter at South Carolina um, and, and comes from a, a long line of, of, of coaching. His dad's a, a college coach, does a great job. Uh, Kevin Weavers was here last time. Sammy Parker, go what, – what is it? Let's go. Oh, I, I was – I messed it up. Oh, my bad. My bad. How about those? All right. Uh, Sammy Parker um, is our receiver coach, all-time leading receiver in Oregon Duck history. Uh, played four years with the Kansas City Chiefs, so he's had a pretty good year this year. Uh, and then he also went out and got us some really good receivers as well. Uh, Mark St. Felix, his birthday today, is our DB coach. Um, Kansas State grad. Uh, and Morgan Cruz, were you here last time? Maybe? No? no. Morgan Cruz, our running back coach, uh, has been with me at a couple places in the, in the past as well. Uh, we're really excited about the staff that we've put together. I think I've hit everybody. Maybe? Yes. There we go. 
Let's talk about this class just a little bit. Great mix of high school guys. You, you have the guys that transferred in at Christmas break. What do you like about the group as a whole? You know, we, we got the, the group that's here. Uh, we're really excited about the work ethic that those guys have. Uh, we've got, you know, Edwin White's probably the one that stood out to me so far the most, the transfer from uh, safety from Kansas. His, his movement skills are just are, are better than everybody else that's out there right now, just to be honest. He's a Mobile, Alabama guy. So bringing a guy back home to the state of Alabama has been really good. Um, and I think there's a couple defensive players, you know, him being the top one. But we've got a couple defensive players that um, I'm putting a lot of pressure on our defensive staff. We can't give up 40 points a game again. Um, so we, we signed 11 uh, mid-year defensive players, and, and those guys are doing a really good job competing and showing up every day. Speaking of competing, take us through these early morning workouts that you guys – I don't know if you guys have seen the social media clips, but you guys have been getting after it in the mornings. Yeah, we're having a good time, uh, having a good time. Uh, starts at – we take roll at 555. Um, I tell you what was pretty cool today is, is Coach Pujols comes out this morning, and right before they go get on the bus, he comes out there to mat drills and uh, just has, has fun with the team a little bit. Comes out there, shakes my hand. So, just like, like Coach talked about earlier, uh, uh, you've got a whole group that's all in for each other, that we go to each other's events where we're yelling and screaming. Um, I, I tried to get a couple guys to paint up, a couple of our staff to paint their chests up for the women's basketball game the other day. They wouldn't do it. Um, but it, it's been really fun. Uh, what we're trying to do is we want to compete every day, and we try to do something, either a towel pull, a tug of war. Uh, we, we're doing board races. I mean – um, we're, we're trying to teach these guys how to compete every day. As you go up and down the list, you see a lot of high school guys. You see some local guys. You see some guys kind of from this region and then guys throughout the entire state. You guys blitzed the state in this region when you, you first got everybody in. Is that paying off today? Let me make sure I get this right. I had to print this sheet off. All right, so we signed 17 guys today. I think we're waiting on two paperwork-wise, so I can't mention their names until that paperwork comes in. But this was a cool stat that I thought everybody in here would like. We're signing 10 Alabama high school football players today. Um, so, so I know we've, we've, we've made a big deal about the transfer portal and getting guys in here that can help us right now. Uh, but we're going to build the foundation of our program around high school football players. And we signed 10 guys out of the state of Alabama, uh, a couple local guys. We've got a receiver from Hartzell that's a really good player. Uh, we've got a, a D lineman from Muscle Shoals, really, really talented, fast twitch player. Uh, and then the one that, that's probably the closest to my heart because of where me and Deshaun are from, we signed a, uh, a D lineman out of uh, Viger High School, if anybody knows. Uh, it's a pretty, pretty good high school program. I think it's the best one, Coach Johnson. Best high school program. All right. Uh, I'm a little biased. Uh, but we signed a D lineman named Michael Towner. He was committed to UAB up to about two weeks ago. Uh, things didn't work out, so we were able to sign him. Uh, but t I think I said 10 from Alabama. We got two guys from Florida. Uh, one of them's a linebacker that went on official visits to FAU and South Florida, and neither one pulled the trigger. So we were standing there ready to catch him when he fell down to us. Um, and the defensive end. We got two guys out of Tennessee uh, just right over the state line. One of them is from the University of Memphis. Um, is a 6'3", 220-pound safety. Um, that Our linebacker coach is begging to put him in the box. Uh, <laughs> but he's, he's, he's going to be a really good player for us immediately. We signed one uh, tight end out of Arkansas that, that looks the part. Uh, he was at the basketball game the other night. He's about 6'4 250 as a high school 18-year-old. Uh, so we're excited about him. And then we've got a running back out of Dallas that uh, is really elusive and, and uh, we think can play and, and impact early.
As you guys got out into the high schools, what kind of level of excitement were you met with for what you're doing here at UNA? I think the high school coaches really appreciate it because what, what we're seeing now, and, and you know my brother's a high school coach, so I get to hear from him all the time. Um, a lot of colleges are not going to the high schools. They're, they're so worried about just getting the transfer portal guys or junior college guys that they're not getting out like they used to. And I think the high school coaches really appreciated the fact that we're we're still getting out. Even some of them would say, Coach, we don't have a player now, nor will we have a player for the next four years. But they just appreciate the fact that we're still walking in their building and showing our face. And it just helps them recruit their hallways when they see uh, – when those kids see UNA logos walking down the hall. What's some behind the scenes you can share with us about this signing class? Behind the scenes about this signing class, man. And, you know, I think uh, we, we ended up signing – Four or five, I'm not sure off the top of my head, four or five kids that had Power Five offers at some point in their in their career. Um, so we're, we, we think because of the portal, we benefited in the high school world uh, because we went out and recruited high school kids instead of selling out to just getting portal players. So uh, we're really, really excited about some guys that can come in and impact early. Tell us about what's next. Signing days here. I know you guys are in the weight room, the, the, the mat room. What's next? What's the schedule? Um, you know, we're going to take a breather for the weekend um, and, and, and catch our breath a little bit. But tomorrow morning we've got another uh, workout. We lift uh, bright and early in the morning. Every now and then Coach Calcaterra brings a golf team in there, and we have a great time with Coach um, with, with the golf team. Uh, but, but we try to go early and often, and so we'll get into our OTAs will be the next thing where we do organized kind of team activities, getting to a little bit closer to football, and then March 7th we officially start spring ball. So. Um, spring game's coming coming on as quickly here. Side note, I saw a golfer deadlift 585 pounds this week in the weight room. That's we don't, remarkable. We don't allow him to lift, that kid to lift, while we're <laughs> in there so he doesn't make us feel bad. Coach, anything else you want to touch on? I also heard that there's a uh, baseball player that's a pretty good kicker, so um, may have to dual sport him up. <laughs> anything else you want to touch on while we got everybody here? No, I, we appreciate you guys, and I thank you for your support. Uh, our players can feel it. We can feel it. And uh, we're really excited to put a product on the field you guys will be uh, proud of. We're excited. Thank you very much, Coach. Yes, sir. Oh, one more thing. My bad. I, for some of the old UNA in the room, we're going to try to get back to the Purple Swarm around here, playing some Purple Swarm defense around here. So, brought the helmet today to honor. Helmet with the stars. We like it. Thank you very much, Coach. Thank you for everybody coming out. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks, uh, women, Sunday, 2 p.m. Hope to see you all out at the bank. Thank you.